Hello and welcome to This Contains Garlic. You are here with your hosts, Georgia Garlic and... Mark Garlic. And we are back for, oh God, episode 19. We've we've literally finished each uh, each other's sentences. Yeah, it's just too much, isn't it, to be quite honest with you. Like uh, stepbrothers. How have you been this week, Mark? It's been a weird weird week for British history. (laughs) You should know, babe. We literally spend every waking moment together so how no we don't there's multiple times in the day that we're not together do you know what i mean like we're side by side no, yeah not. true honestly you pretend like i actually would like to be super glued to you i sometimes sit behind georgia when she trains clients no you fucking be... don't it's not stepbrothers <laughs> try any weirdo and if anybody actually is interested in coaching mark is not behind me <laughs> mark's not backed up at any point um yeah, no, it's been a bit weird. I feel like the whole of, like, whether or not I guess you respect British history and politics and the royals and the monarchy, it's just been a bit weird. I just can't believe that uh, the Queen's died. I don't know. I just, I think a lot of people have got mixed opinions about royals. Yeah, I guess it depends on where you come from and your own personal experience and how you've been raised. But I think the vast majority is... Uh, Pretty sad about um, the. Queen I think the difference away. is, is that I guess we've all now got the use of so much technology and media outlets and social media and everything that comes with it that like we've never had this before. I guess when I guess they always the remark. Well, they say they refer to the Queen as the, the most famous woman in the world, which she is. Yeah, I know? would say so. I mean. Think about one billion people tuned into. Yeah, I would say the only other person that has had this type of uh, reception when they passed away was probably Michael Jackson. What the fuck, Mark? Michael Jackson was like a child molester. Allegedly. No, four point one billion people were not interested in Michael Jackson dying. But I'm just saying, four point one billion people were probably concerned that Michael Jackson used to throw children out of a fucking balcony, hang them there. Do you have twelve-year-olds on tour with him, and the parents yeah, but were okay with it? When people, when he turned up back in the early nineties and eighties, I'm sorry, and I'm not saying it's not the Queen, but it's the only other person that has been close to having that type of uh, reception. Princess Diana. Yeah, Princess Diana, Michael no, Jackson. You can't put them in the same box. Of course you can. You can't. Michael Jackson at one point was the most famous person on this planet. Yeah, but he also and whether to or the not, point where people would actually like give their children to him for like extended periods of time. Yeah, but worldwide respected, whether or not certain countries respect the it's Queen just and the Royals. No. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Mark. sticking with her. I'm no. if anybody wants to back me up then there's uh, nobody here to back send you us up. a message on Instagram. But I'm Michael Jackson has uh, is and still to this day one of the most successful Singers slash performers. Well, I'm sorry, but I don't. And when think he died, loads of people turned up. Yeah, but I'm, Beyonce's funeral. No, of course I mean? not. But I'm just saying that there are a very. I, I can't get on board with your your comparison there. I really can't. Yeah, the fact Jackson. that you are literally putting the Queen against a child molester. I'm not putting the Queen up you against are. You anybody. You said that they were just equally as important. Not, oh, I didn't say that. Don't be silly. <laughs> no, but you literally just said the only people that would be this remarkable. No, that have Princess been uh, that have gotten close. Yeah, Princess Diana is one. Michael Jackson. And um, oh, yeah, Winston sorry, but did Churchill. Did you tune into Michael Jackson's funeral? Or was he... Yeah, loads of people did. Like if did we were, you? 
I didn't personally because I don't like Michael Jackson's exactly. music. But that doesn't mean that when they drove his coffin around, there were not people lining the streets. Mark, you know what I mean? There's... There is nothing on the British royal family at at all. If you said the Queen of England to majority of countries around the world, they'd know mm. who you're referring to. Yeah. I don't think that would be oh. the case for Michael Jackson. I don't. don't. I don't. I no, really don't. Go no. into every country, Mark. I'm talking every Everybody country. Everybody knows. Thriller. Everyone knows you the just dance moves. You didn't like his fucking music. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you don't know. Everybody knows a Michael Jackson song. I'm sorry, but we can't. I'm not on board yeah, with that. Yeah, we can agree to disagree. That's really disrespectful to the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> It is the fact you've literally just gone. Oh, the only other person. Yeah, the top there's only is very. F- there's only like ten people that have had. I'm not saying that it's anywhere near the Queen. Obviously, she's the number one. But if you had to say, name ten people, you know, that Michael Jackson's going to be in there. I would say that our dog dying also would be in there as well. <laughs> yeah, apart from us caring, nobody else really cares. Oh my God, that's so sad. I'm sure some people cared when Piggy Chops died. Yeah, I like the people, that obviously, that are very close to us and some of our clients. And I have stuff to say, like though, that, like, I have, I'm not sure how I meant to feel about the Queen dying. It was a bit weird because I kind of related You're it meant to... You meant to feel sad. That's okay, I'm Mark, nobody's going to tell me how I feel, but I'm just <sighs> saying, like... The media do play so much on current affairs and you notice it more and more as like time progresses, just how it can swing people's moods depending on what's in the news. And I mm-hmm. guess that's why you shouldn't really watch and read the news extensively because no, it can curated, be hugely, yeah. yeah, it can be incredibly negative and also just play on your mind when, you know, a lot of the time you as humans don't need to be thinking so greatly. Just... But as a moment of history, I guess I was sad because it reminds me of like, I guess, grandparents and, you know, all of yeah. that. But, yeah. and also the dogs, like having the corgis at the funeral, that is the moment yeah. that made me go like, oh my God, and the horse. And I just thought, oh, the animals, like, now they're going to Prince Andrew, which I'm not sure is. Are they really? <laughs> yes. He bought the dogs for her when Philip died, apparently. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm sure he did fucking try to make up for the fact that... But... Uh, I wonder if anybody was self-analyzing him and seeing if he was pushing a, a sweat whilst he was walking He was pushing down. tears. He seemed to be one of the only ones to actually push out a few tears. I yeah, guess... I think uh, very everybody's very, very... Not very split, but... They are, you know, people swinging both ways. I think it comes in generations. Which is understandable. Yeah, and I guess there's people like the Irish, uh, people that were colonised by Britain in certain areas that feel that they were hard done by. You know, so not everybody was... uh, as um, Well, Zimbabwe wanted to arrive at the funeral, didn't they? But they were told no. Yeah. Why was that not? Because they've got no human rights. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for... We were growing up in Zimbabwe. We were always referred to as Europeans being white Africans because we're not Zimbabwean by uh, the government's definition, put it that way. So it was always go back to Europe. You're from Britain, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, he wanted to turn up and be included with the rest of the Commonwealth countries. um, And he wasn't allowed because of their human rights violations uh, whenever there's an election 
mm. and they just decide that they want to just go and kill a whole bunch of people. I think that's literally like only topping the fucking surface of what they do in Zimbabwe. Oh no, there was mass genocides, what they did to the white farmers. There's a whole variety of things that they've done to get themselves expelled out of the Commonwealth, and rightfully so. Yeah, I think, you know, if you're switched on to your politics and what goes on with around yeah. world I mean, everybody affairs, felt I really sad in general that I've spoken to because the Queen and the royal family had a somewhat very strong tie with Rhodesia slash Zimbabwe. They've frequented there numerous times. They've been around Zimbabwe. They know... In fact, we've been to the hotel yeah. that apparently the, yeah, there's the Queen's pictures of There were pictures of the Queen and Princess Diana and all Leopard the children. Rock. Yeah. yeah, so if you've ever been to Leopard Rock or you go yeah. to Zimbabwe, it's a very beautiful place. We got very badly lost on the game drive yeah, and decided to walk my it. mother almost died. Yeah, okay, well... <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally, tomorrow almost died, yeah. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. With her, with but her. she had a handbag with her yeah, the whole way around. she was stylish, she would have gone out in style. I think, to be honest with you, to give you a little bit of context, what happened, we were staying in the hotel... And there was four of us, obviously, us two and Mark's parents, and we'd gone at Christmas time. We were staying at Leopard Rock, but the only way you can get round the game drive or see like the zebras and all the animals and stuff is if you're with potentially and uh like a guide of some sort mm. and so because the golf carts you take your you take your round on only fit four people we were like well we're not going to take two because then it just defeats the purpose mm. Mm. and they didn't have the availability so we were like okay fine we'll walk it yeah we'll walk it so we came out of the golf course at leopard rock and we were like right we're going to walk this mm. i was in a pair of beach shorts a t-shirt and flip-flops mm. Carol, Mark's mum, was in a pair of jeans. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like she was going to jeans. dinner. It was hot. It was yeah. like 30 plus degrees. Yeah. Jeans, handbag, jewellery on. Like yeah. I'm not actually the full yeah, works, like, makeup, yeah, you name on. it. And if you have ever come across what the garlics are genuinely like, which you probably won't because... Uh, there's always something that needs to be tested at some point. Yeah, you've always got to go the hard route. You've got to go the hard route, yeah. So... um we ended up like five hours later, so dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. No, we took no water, no, water, no, nothing. no snacks, and we nothing. just walked down this massive, massive hill and we were, into like game driving. Yeah, we then were we were like, no, let's go off the track and see if we can find a shortcut. Yeah, a stream <laughs> in the bushes. We got back, and I have never. I mean, so your mum, I, had I think, to, had a shandy. Yeah, people or were. I had to run, run in front, so I could get bottles of water. I took my top off. I arrived yeah. back at the hotel, this prestigious hotel, with like a bra on. My mother was lying on the ground, like purple tongue. Yeah, literally, your mum generally <laughs> was a part. Of- I thought at one point I was like, geez, this is how my old lady's going to die. Oh, God, don't say that. Talking, Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I, 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 I've got mixed opinions about And then the when family. we arrived back to the clubhouse at the golf course, like all purple and dying, like six of, my, or six of our mates just finished a round of golf and like walked off. And we're yeah. like, what? What, <laughs> what kind of state are these people in? <laughs> Coming in like round George has golf. got a top off. My mother's lying on the ground. <laughs> Father's There's never a dull moment. There's yeah. never a dull moment in the yeah, garlic in the garlic been. family. But you know, I think going back to the royals, like I think it's gonna be a bit weird now. I just I like the fact we had a queen. I think women do things really well. I can't see how an entitled son of the queen who he has already come across fairly entitled in my opinion plus also because of the princess diana situation like yeah, your heart shame. and the public's heart 
Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Older generations obviously do respect Camilla. I don't disrespect her in mm. any way, but I just think Diana was the the epitome of like Camilla being was the, the side piece and the queen. She was the side piece. She was, and, and unfortunately, that's yeah, the side piece that then made everything go tits up big time. But I just think that like I mean, I if just... you had to pick between like just I know this is very shallow, but looks wise, the fact that you'd want to go with Camilla just. But are you taking that out of the crown, like the program, because they didn't no, do very well. General. I don't think Camilla's a bad-looking woman now. Compared maybe to later. Princess Diana. Princess Diana was obviously beautiful in yeah. many, many ways, but also that was an arranged marriage you, to some degree. Do you think that her unfortunate passing was by accident or was it orchestrated? I don't think we want. Get your tinfoil hat on. <laughs> uh, the world, uh, the world is flat. The earth is yeah. flat. Um, I think just like Jeffrey Epstein killing himself know. in prison, you're yeah. never going to know. Yeah. But I don't... Uh, I think it was just so gross. And I guess the paparazzi really and media are massively to blame yeah. for it as well, for the way that they literally harassed yeah, so many people. Yeah, what a people. weird job. What a really strange... Paparazzi, yeah, yeah, I find it so invasive. They're so aggressive and they're just mm. like pushing and they... I think it's got slightly better now because actually people, like the general population can see somebody well-known or famous and take a photo and put it online yeah, instead of and getting... They were, and like the British tabloids are like weirdly obsessed with the royals. Well, I think it's British. It's it's what is found. You think about it: it Royal is, Mail, yeah. British police force, British royals. You know, yeah. everything's got the Queen on it. You know, and it's one of the very few things that are still, you know, quintessentially British. What do you think about Andrew being able to be part of it? I kind of like. What's well, his mom at the end of the yeah, day? Yeah, that's so what I think. And you know, I think... you've got to be a certain heartless individual that you can't let your your son or her son mourn your own death i just yeah i mean like i think no matter what people say about andrew like we've covered this before we're like it's just he's probably not very intelligent and if you wanted to gain some dirt on the royal family or leverage within the the uk then he was the weakest link by far and what about prince charles let's well i can't say prince charles now because technically he's the king guys who walk around with Three million in briefcases, handing, yeah. you know, that's a bit shady. But I guess that's a, that's why people feel a certain, can feel a certain way about the change in, uh, change in God because... Uh, change in God? No, yeah, the change between the Queen and, and Prince Charles. She was pretty, in terms of her reputation, public appearance was squeaky clean. Yeah, I mean, if you watch, like, I guess, like, The Crown and stuff is, I guess, slightly more fiction, but yeah. it's not really entirely true. But they did do a huge amount of research on that. But, like, it seems like a very lonely role being the Queen of England because you yeah. physically... It's not like the prince and the princesses no, and the no. husbands and the wives that can get up to no good or do things and fuck mm. around in Vegas or mm. marry people, get divorced. You know what I mean? Like, the Queen of England, like, your mm. job is to stay mm. and do what... I think what people forget is there is such a large firm behind these people. Yeah, the institution and, of the monarchy is... Yeah, and I think that's what people don't see ever, obviously, because they're mm. in disguise. And what mm. you do see is the front of a family, which is technically very normal for you to have brotherly disputes like, I guess, or... Yeah, of course, every family's got... Divorces, affairs, you name it. Like, it's got, that's very normal in mo- not most families, but yeah. a lot of families. Everyone's got the weird cousin that they... You know what <laughs> Let's I mean? mention your weird cousin. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, I just oh, think it's just one of those it. things where um, the oh. institution is worth 15 billion pounds. So the fact that there are going to be people telling you what to do and what not to do and you can wear this and you can't do that. It must be a very ice, uh, you know, very uh, uh, position with a lot of isolation and yeah, being like able to express to like... yourself in certain ways and. Like Meghan Markle. I wonder if that's going to change as we get through the generations. Maybe not with William so much, but as they we go younger and younger. Well, there was that we might end up with, uh, you know, keeping up with uh, with keeping up with the royals, like keeping up with the Kardashians. Well, the thing is, though, I went. What I see in the young, the eldest child of Prince William and Kate, who at some point will be king, obviously. Yeah. Is all I see is him. He's going to be like Henry VIII. I don't know what it is, but I see this like really grown up, very small boy. Like it's it's this weird thing where mm. I just think you look like you might be quite regimented in the way you do things. I don't know. I think you know Charles is what seventy three. Mm. You don't know how long he's going to reign for. I personally think not that you would skip the beat in the sense of mm. like if you'd worked your way as a working royal, you're not mm. going to skip being king, are you? But yeah. I do think they should have maybe passed it on to a like a newer family. Mm. Some people that who like Kate Middleton and like is so highly respected in the UK. But again, going on to Meghan Markle. I mean, I mean, people put so much I mean, emphasis on her. We've had clients that are very good friends of Malik, with oh, her. I mean, yeah, and the fact that she used to come to London and try and climb the, climb, yeah. yeah, climb the social ladder, and then when she but achieved, I do feel bad when she achieved where she needed to go, the person that she used to frequent and be friends with that we used to train mm. stopped answering her phone calls and messages when she became too important. So like one of my clients was the one that introduced her to Harry, actually, um, back many, many years ago, and she claimed that she didn't know who Prince Harry was. There's literally only yeah, two genders in the world, her, him and Ed Sheeran, that are, like, that. you know, that would be well recognised. But I think, I do feel in a way where, like, there's nothing that Meghan Markle can do right, ever. And, like, the British media is entirely to blame mm. for this. Whether or not she has gone out of her way to slate or to bring up things that she maybe shouldn't have on American TV or podcasts or news outlets, okay, like, maybe her fam her estranged family didn't do much benefit either, but... There were also just very strange things, like when they were saying that they struggled with the cost of living, even though they were living in a £14 million house. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, there's a lot of things you could argue for and against, like, yes, do the British media hyper-analyse this woman, of course, where it's like, yeah, but was they she once... crying? Was she, be you know, her left... Her yeah, left twitched. eye twitched, yeah. So that means remorse or, you know, it's just... There was a time, though, that the news outlets actually put out an article of Meghan Markle, the fact that she liked eating avocado and how bad that was for the avocado farmers and the fact that there's huge, yeah, like, controversial... And I just thought, Jesus Christ, we really there's are There's a lot of dumb into... stuff in the media in general, do you know what I mean, where people... So much. Especially with the f uh, health and fitness, you see the articles that come up every single day and it's just We still yawn. get sent them as well. And I'm just like, I don't really engross myself. Some doctor tells you to cut bread out. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's like, oh, oh God. Do you know what I mean? The same as every other fucking doctor yeah. under the sun. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, today we're not going to talk about the royals, even though we just have and Michael Jackson, which I still can't believe 
if you He's put up the comparison. There. We're going to Google it and I'm going to show you that. He's how a many... child molester. Yeah, and well, like that's, literally we do, we're not talking about bad. whether or not he's a child molester or not. We're talking about how many people cared when he was alive and dead. And out I of think a lot all of the people celebrities cared when known, he was alive. But I don't think that many people cared when he died because oh, a lot had come out already. Millions of people. Yeah, but that still doesn't stop people digging his Mark, music. Mark, it's like when Rolf Harris dies, who fucking also molested Jimmy Savile. Like you could literally go. But and they lose. were like actually. Yeah, Michael Jackson, hundred percent con- touched little boys. Hundred percent. Yeah, but that's we not. We watched a gar- program. Of the yeah, but that's the people. You know being devil's advocate, have said that could be people just trying to be uh, relevant and gain traction off him dying. he used to be like, hee-hee. I know, I'm not, I'm not, it's not. No, it was very, it was a very strange man, but in terms of people actually, we're, we're going to just keep on going backwards and forwards on this I for just like don't agree hours. with it in any way that you literally compare. Can I Google it whilst we're on No, there? Because no. I feel I'm definitely going to win. There's some really famous people that died. What about Marilyn Monroe? But I guess the media wasn't... Oh, jeez. That was in black and white days. God, no, actually. She was still in colour. The only reason why people were sad was because people like JFK used to pass her around like... Okay, Mark, did you know him personally before he was... Yeah, it's well known, though. Oh, it's just well known, I mean, all these eras, that you think that 4.1 billion people tuned into Michael Jackson fucking dying. I think people are like, thank God, do you know what I mean? Like, he's molested I would my say child. Over, I would say over 20 million people tuned in, which is, come on, that's... 20 million? Yeah. The Queen had 4.1 billion. That's like over half the world's population. Oh, my days. I'm going to have to repeat myself again. Was Michael Jackson lowered into a tomb? Is there a king or a queen? A fucking... No. Was there a whole crusade? Was the... Is the world in mourning? No. Do you know what I mean? People He'd were. molested children and it had become about he had a number of drug issues as well. I don't think he was that highly respected when he died. I don't think you can say he molested children because I don't think it's been actually proven. Okay, Mark, he hung his child out on a balcony. Was yeah, that to air dry no. or to fucking... You know what I mean? <laughs> Literally. Anyway. Listen, sometimes you just, you might feel the need to turn them upside down. I guess we don't have children and I don't yeah. think that, what angle, the balcony, we like he, he, like literally. Yeah, God. the dude was probably on all sorts of, I mean, those his do- personal doctor shot him up with uppers and downers all the time. So, yeah. I mean, obviously know. that's unfortunate. A lot of fame can get to people and it can make them very, very unwell mentally. But yeah. look at Britney Spears. Oh, that's oh, she's cooks no don't call britney cook she was so talented no, it's such a shame her parents were such wrong in the street, I mean. you know what gets me it's the when she does the videos where she just spins round and round in circles and has that like death stare that she does i know i think i think britney can't the weird, necessarily like, be pornographic photographs that she uploads with like herself with all her clothes off yeah just naked but i guess yeah. you know hit me baby one more time you know like she's already you're gonna start singing on oh, you're about Literally, yeah, literally. I used to know all the dance to that. I loved Britney. In fact, my first ever, I spent like all of my pocket money as a child. I saved up all my five p's, ten p's to buy her live fucking yeah. But the video. thing is, like music, <laughs> music like that doesn't doesn't bang it as much as it used to. Like in sync. Fuck. If in that sync. comes on the radio or something like that, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. fucking do a one two step. 
some uh, Backstreet Boys. Even yeah, it still where, bangs. There's yeah, a classic. So yeah, people are never going to be able I'm to top saying. that this day and age, in my opinion. You can't. And actually, this is a very relevant thing to move on to as to what we're actually talking about today, which is what is the rush? And no, we're not talking about a rush of drugs. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking about why there is such a need to see instant return in things that are meant to take time. So a topic which can be, I guess, delved into a number of different ways and angles, but more commonly so, we have seen in our jobs and as a business, extensive uh, increase in people's patience, I guess, declining Mm. rapidly. And their attention spans or their willingness to want to adapt or learn something new is pretty, pretty low in the sense. I mean, what would you say, Mark? In the, in- um, I would say that we as a society in general have collectively moved towards wanting to make certain things more efficient. Mm. And the more efficient everything becomes, the more streamlined it becomes, we are incapable of any form of delayed gratification to a certain degree with depending on whether it's not only health and fitness, but it could be investing, for example, and putting money towards a pension or, you know, Mm. saving money could be a whole variety of things that require you to sacrifice now for the greater good in in uh, in the future and I think you know talking off of what we do on a day-to-day basis with clients or people we talk to it's it's you know we've always said this is like there is you know the next best thing will always come out you know it's the same as when we were all on Motorola razor phones and now mm. we're all on phones that are pretty much walking fucking zoom in 70,000 times you've got a walking computer on you yeah. now like you've got this functionality where you can connect with people 24/7 i have always been of the opinion we shouldn't and as human civilization mm. be so amongst other people's lives no, and knowing no. all like we can't know we're it not all. meant to be we're not yeah i mean ev- evolutionary biology predetermines that you know we used to be in groups of between 50 to 150 people and we that that was like once we got to about 150 people though and a group of individuals would break off and yeah you know do their own thing and like we do need human interaction and community and you know but not on the extent but not of what not to the extent now. where you know you're taking in the opinions of people that a you've never met b you don't know um, yeah, and I think you know the sense of getting you know what what is the rush? Like if we're talking from what we do on a day to day basis of helping people with their health and well being and fitness and you know pain management or you know the the scales go in either direction, but you know one is obviously very important to talk about is weight loss or potentially mm. pain management and getting past an injury or rehab stage, but. More often than not, what's happening now Mm. is that people physically cannot concentrate Mm. on, I guess, being brutally honest, we've had a number of people join our coaching service in the past year, let's put it in the year, and Mm. I think it's post-COVID, 
us as a business gave out a lot. Like we can't, we do give a lot of energy to people that don't necessarily purchase from us or, you know, to build something in which we have obviously as a business. But through COVID, you know, there was this need to be connected to people all the time. This need to do something new, to trial things, to do things at extreme, to over purchase to you know invest in things and then not really and throughout covid you didn't really have much else better to do i guess unless you were working and you had the ability to still work to maybe dial in on your health and well-being but what's happened is this sort of we've always had you know people wanting results you know quickly because why would you not but there's this whole element where people will do something or not even actually apply themselves for more than two, three days. And suddenly it's not working. Where are the results? I need to do more. You know, these are things that we hear frequently from people. And we're sat there going, when you went through school, you know, and you you made your way, same as you go and get a mm. job. Do you mm. walk into that job and on day fucking two, do you demand no. a promotion or do you put the work in to be able to get that promotion or to work your way up the ladder? You put the bloody work in. Sometimes it's years, years. And, and for some reason, that's out of our control as humans if you are employed to potentially grow because that's dependent on somebody else's opinion as to whether or not you... Mm. Are applicable you know what I mean to being able to be in mm. a better role or a better job or a better way at what point and this is what I say all the time when you have got a weight loss goal or potentially you've got severe pain or postural issues and which you've sat in for years or you've constantly fought against and never found a solution for at what point when you start doing the right thing does all of the results need to happen in week one and this is the problem where the society is going in the sense of health and wellness, because mm. you could also argue that the people that lead the industry of some degree, what everybody's got their own leader of some degree, whether or not your general population is strength, you've always got the lead. They are also adapting to the time and the manner, which we've spoken about before, which is potentially shortening challenge times down to a matter of weeks or, you know, doing things to try and effectively play with with a, you know, the consumer's mindset that they can achieve all of this in a very short period of time. But you just So what can't. you're referring to is the, the very popular... Um, uh, everybody does these fitness challenges, eight weeks, 12 weeks. No, I'm not doing eight or 12. I'm talking ones that like shorten Six it to... Weeks. Yeah, but I guess that, you know, that's not... 28 at, days. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, when you look at that, that is not that is a person that is not approaching the 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 answer with a coaching hat on. The person is approaching the this challenge with a marketing hat on and being able to streamline certain processes within that to minimize the amount of work being done so everybody starts no, at the same day but i'm not talking day. about their jobs on a day to day basis yeah, but, but I'm, I'm what i'm trying to say adapting. is that people are wanting to to sh shorten these time frames not for the greater good of the general population to teach them new habits it is a self-fulfilling uh uh self-fulfilling choice 
to shorten these things, A, so you can get paid quicker, and B, that you can clump everybody into groups, and the the back end is, is much easier to, to do. Everything's automated to a certain degree, and it's limiting the amount of work as a coach, essentially. No, uh, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is... For, to gain their own personal, to. Their, to gain their own personal, it's not, it's, but, but yeah, what I'm trying, I'm agreeing with you is like, you can't do a six week challenge expecting people to then learn lifetime, a life, I'm not talking about six weeks, I'm habits. talking about 28, I'm talking 28 about 28 days, six weeks, 12 weeks, it doesn't matter. No, because people can, like my, what I'm trying to say is the fact that with the way that the world is progressing and the fast entity in which we all live in, where things progress so quickly that nobody can actually adapt alongside it, other businesses and people, potentially ones that are health professionals to a degree, will adapt according to that, which makes the situation worse. I don't want to get into the intricates because I don't really no, I give don't, a fuck. I, don't, but yeah, I guess I, the, but you have to. to not, not no, you I don't have to give to. a fuck about what anybody else is doing. No, yeah, I give oh, no. a fuck about what we're doing and how we put it out there. Yeah, but this is, this is I don't think it, 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 it's coming down to, yes, people's attention spans are, are reducing. Um, I think and, expectation levels are increasing yeah. and attention spans are decreasing and that's a collision which you just don't need i guess because somebody's coming you know it's it's not it's not easy as a general population where things are constantly if you were to follow somebody or to engage in content or to be signed up to an email list or like reading blogs or whatever you know if that is put about that actually, you know, you can just achieve this, you can do that. I'm not saying that if you don't adapt within four weeks, you know what I mean? Then that's mm. shit, you know. I'm saying that you're putting time lengths on things that are actually a, a, a whole life thing, yeah. you know. And I don't think, you know, that a 30-year-old is really thinking about when they're 70 or 80. And I don't expect them to either. No. You know, as we were discussing the other day... It's bloody hard, not only as a business, but an individual to have like a five-year plan currently. And the one thing that got right in the way of that was COVID because it kind of threw everybody out of what you're used to. Mm. And then it's put different perspectives on situations or things, which has now in allowed people to, th I guess, move in a way where, you know, you don't need to put any work in. It's just there. Do you know what I mean? It's just there. And it does not upset me but it does get to a point where you go at what point are you do you think you're worthy of being better or feeling better or progressing on either a scale or a mental health situation without doing any kind of work mm. and this is what's changed yeah. is the expectation that if you put minimal application into something, you can mm. still reap that really large reward that you are hoping for. Now, you could lightly apply yourself to a situation and have a slightly slower return, but we happen to see it so much in those that have lost or want to lose weight. I have consulted with numerous people this year who have come to us because they are in need of a coaching or a coach to keep them accountable. And the first thing they say is how much weight they've, they've lost previously and how much weight they've gained since they lost it. 
And I think what most people don't see is the fact that if you have lost weight before and you have put it on, then there's things that need to be adjusted Mm. because you should only be losing weight once. And I'm saying this from a grand perspective. I'm not saying going on a mini cart or doing things, you know, you've got a holiday or, you know, potentially you're... You sit on average in your lifespan, you could sit, if you're good at maintaining your weight, you sit between like a five kilo plus or minus bracket. And if you don't, if you step without of that bracket and you're piling on lots of weight or you've been very overweight the whole of your life, you know, and you've lost it, gained it, lost it, gained it, that is a cycle that has to be effectively broken. And I... I struggle where people are like, well, I only, I've only got eight weeks for it or I've only got 12 weeks for it. Or do you? Or, or how much do you want to achieve this? Because yes, you can make fantastic progress in a number of weeks, but it's not about what you make the progress in 12 weeks. It's about how you maintain it afterwards. How sustainable is this for you afterwards? Because, I mean, I guess we go into the science of what happens to your body when it loses weight. Like, Mark, would you like to... Um, yeah, when it comes to weight loss, it's just you're emptying a certain amount of fat cells or sacs that get excreted out the body. The number of cells never reduce, they only gain in number. So when you lose fat, you're not actually losing fat cells, you're just emptying them. And when you gain fat through excess calorie consumption, you actually create more fat cells. That's why the rebound or the yo-yo is always a lot quicker and easier than actually losing weight and prompting that adaptive response to to expend and to not not remove but open up the fat cell to then release the lipids and and mainly water as well yeah um yeah and that's you know when it comes to the to the science of it that's how it's how it works um and that's why you generally try and we uh, especially as coaches our main thing is avoiding that yo-yo trying to get people to a point where we educate them enough with the self-care habits and lifestyle habits that they can implement it for the rest of their life and I guess that's where you know a lot of people come come undone is is they wait for motivation they use the motivation to get themselves going and you know first or second sign of adversity when the scale is not moving in their direction or there's they're busy at work and and they just self-sabotage and and self-destruct everything around them because essentially you're just making excuses, you know? Yeah, and I think the biggest anomaly... So, like, the one thing that that really... It doesn't grind me, but I'll be honest with you, it really grinds me. People are like, <laughs> It doesn't oh, grind me, but really grinds me. You know, me. Oh, I've, you know, I've been so busy at work. Well, it's like, well, you've still eaten. You've still gone out of the day to put things in your mouth to eat a meal. So... before you stick something in your gob just close your eyes and think just think like is this going to help me get towards my goal you know and and at the end of the day like no matter how busy you are you've always got time to eat you've always got time to just have five seconds of of preemptive thinking that can really change your life but it's the 
oh, I haven't got time and, Can I just you interrupt know, you fuck there? it. And you, the biggest thing is the fact that how many people, and I'm sorry, if you are a listener right now, if you are immediately on an Instagram story, a TikTok, re- this, and you you can spend mm. hours a day scrolling yeah. and you are completely oblivious of it. And that is time which some of it, okay, that's the way the world runs now. People love social media. They want to be part of things. They want to see things. But also, why are we constantly living, you know, at that fast pace? Oh, I'm just going to re-scroll, see if I've missed anything. Fear of missing out. There's nothing you're missing out on social mm. media, point one. Nothing. The only thing you're missing out is the time the yes. time that you're, you're, you're using being in those environments that you could be using elsewhere to apply to your self-care habits whether it's meal prepping you know packing yourself a lunchbox so the next day you know what you you're going to have and and just being mindful and actually just self-analyzing your own personal life and and asking yourself am i putting myself in the best position to win the day am i moving myself towards my goals if you're not then like georgia said you do not have a right to be upset yeah and complain and moan and this doesn't work and that doesn't work you don't have the right to do that and you also can't then go and seek for something else because the issue is never the method whether or not you're doing something which potentially is not maybe advisable or you're doing things tools you can you can take ten thousand pounds go to the best coach in the world you know, the most renowned with the most celebrities or the most body transformations, give them boatloads of money to mentor you. The answer is always going to be the same. You take your height, your age, your weight, you estimate your your total daily calorie expenditure, and then you've got to do the work at the end of the day. And the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is two things application and competitiveness a lot of people feel sad and depressed because the reality is is you're functioning in a hyper competitive environment and you're losing and nobody likes to lose and at the end of the day if you sit there and you feel bad get up dust yourself off draw a line under it and just apply yourself and i think you know if you're going off of like you know being you know there's no point when something doesn't work in our lives, and this can be on so many different scales, but when something doesn't work, if you sit and wallow in it, and we've mm. all been yeah, very... We're all, we, we're we're all, all the, the... Of course, there's always things in life where you're like, fuck, like, why am I in this? Why am I doing this? Oh my God, I've got no purpose. Why is this happening? You know what I mean? But if we sit and wallow and we don't learn from a situation, the mistake is going to continually happen. Mm -hmm. There is always going to be times where you don't see progress or you don't willingly apply yourself to something or you think you're applying yourself but you're not really or all of these things and you're still expecting the scale to go down the pain to go the to be stronger to be muscular to be that like that person you compare yourself to where you shouldn't but if you sit and wallow and do not learn from a mistake that's Mm. happened or a situation that's happened you are only setting yourself up to be unsuccessful in any Mm -hmm. situation Mm -hmm. you know in a working environment 
it's competitive to a degree, depending on what job you are. You might be in sales. You might have to hit a target of sales and you don't hit that target. You're not good enough at your job. But when you do hit it and you excel, you get bumped up the, you know, the rankings mm-hmm. or you might get a pay rise potentially, or you might get just a little bit of more gratification from your colleagues. That is what drives humans. At the end of the day, whether or not we like it or not, mm-hmm. it's a very competitive environment wherever we are. The same with business, the same with personal life. You know, like we spoke about on the podcast last, where are your children? It's like, well, I didn't really want to, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't really want children. Is that a problem? Do you know what I mean? It might go against society's way of doing. But if you are applying yourself a data bit to forget what you achieve, you want to achieve, you are 100% able to reap those rewards. And my God, are you going to feel good when you've put that fucking work in? But when you don't, and I have seen this with so many people, you know, you yeah. cannot be entitled enough and to you, think you deserve it yeah, because you and haven't you can't, worked. And you can't blame anybody else. You can't point a finger and say, oh, it's my partner's fault that I didn't do blah, blah, blah. Or it's, you know, Jimmy down the road has done done a wrong so yeah. I can't do X, Y, and Z. The only person that you can blame is yourself. Because and I think, you know, we... regardless of what your partner says or what environment you're in, you still have a choice to do certain things on a day-to-day that can and or cannot align with your goals. Mm. So at the end of the day, if it's an issue and it's a priority, there needs to be an adjustment in your hierarchy of needs. And yes, that is uncomfortable. And yes, it is trial and error. But if you are unable to achieve a certain goal, it's nobody else's fault except yours. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, look, like we've had multiple conversations between the two of us on just like, obviously there's always quackery in anything. And, you know, if you think that something's too extreme or you're doing something where you just don't enjoy it or there's a number of different things that can get in the way, then you you can still adapt to find things you do enjoy that are better, that are... but. The point that I think that is is what we're trying to make with this podcast and talking through is there is no rush, do you know what I mean? For what, are you rushing to go on holiday to then sit and gain back all the weight that you've decided to lose? Are you rushing because... But, yeah, but you know, it's, the, it's the psychological explanation, like what is the psychological explanation to rush? And it was like when you're a kid at school and you didn't do your homework, and you get to school the day of, you're rushing to do your homework because you are not prepared, and you didn't do what was asked of you, but you're still trying to achieve the same outcome as somebody who took their time and did it in a timely fashion. You're rushing, it's sloppy, it's never done properly, uh, corners are always trying to be cut, you know what I mean? And you're trying to essentially yeah. and then you get a bad mark and then you compare yourself to the person who did it properly and then you feel bad about yourself when in reality in in terms of personal reflection it was because you couldn't be asked to do your homework yeah and i think going back to like homework it's also that thing where well like i guess when you turn up at school and you haven't done your work and you feel really shit you also then first things first because i fucking did this 
Let's make an excuse up as to why you haven't done it. Do you yeah, know what I mean? it's never your and fault. It's never our fault. It's never your you know, fault. it's oh yeah, like so and so. I can't because I'm ill or yeah, I fucking so you know. You'll never. You'll never. I forgot my, my book or yeah. you know. It's always and that excuse is what really stops people from just getting past certain hurdles. It's the same with I've. I currently coach people going through injury. You know, we both do like injuries that have been years and years in, you know, in the making, shall we say. And it's that sudden expectation, or I guess what we always say to say, paralysis from analysis, where you've sat in a physique or a body position, or, you know, you've not done anything, really anything. It's only just declined over the years. And then within a week or two weeks, it's not exactly where you want it to be. Mm. So you give up. What is the weakest tool ever giving up? And yeah. that's the first thing that we reach to when something is not going in our way or it's, it's too easy. challenging because it's, it's easy, easy to give yeah. up. So I guess the reasons why people give up so quickly is either it's just not sustainable for them. They don't enjoy it. It's not something, but I think if you're going into a coaching situation, because it's happened with us as coaches, and I'm sure the coaches that listen to this will also agree, where people come to you wanting to change and adapt or to do this, and they put absolutely no application in, none. Mm. And then you get a message three, four, five weeks along the line none of it's worked well where's your applications be you know what i mean this happens to everybody and like whether or not coaches want to admit that not but every it, client not, is perfect it's, 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 no client's perfect but at least no but it's a it's a what it is it's the it's a psychological assessment of yeah. i set myself out a goal and i didn't achieve it who can i blame whose fault is it whether it's work you know, the excuses are numerous mm. as long as, you know, a piece of string. Yeah. Um, and it's that short searching and seeking for, uh, not gratification, but like, oh, well, it's this person's fault makes you feel better about yourself knowing that you haven't let yourself down and that it's someone else's fault that you haven't been able to achieve your goals. And it's the realization that, you know, people have self-sabotaged themselves. They haven't put the effort in that they should. And they're still at a situation where they're not happy within themselves, both physically and mentally. Mm. But, you know, should people feel sorry for you that you feel bad about yourself physically and mentally when you're not willing to do anything? Do you know no, what I mean? and I think this is where it's the like society's moved if to. If you were in sympathize. rehab and you're a drug addict, but you refuse to stop taking drugs, there's only so many times people can come and help you and be like, "We think you should do. Well, this is what you need to do to get better." Mm. Okay, you're not doing it. Well, let's try and take the drugs away from you and try and do something else, or it's not working. How many? You know, like you need to take self responsibility and be an adult, mm. um, and uh, and just understand that if you're unhappy especially when it comes to dieting and and body composition growing muscle losing weight if you're unhappy you have to do something and for you and the way the body works and and the mind works is you only really see significant changes after weeks months and years of consistent application the body is always wanting to be at homeostasis so the stimulus you need to provide needs to be greater 
You need to force your body to lose weight. You need to force your body to grow muscle. It's not going to happen easily. It's not going to happen in a week or 24 hours or three days. It takes months, years of consistent application. And if you're not willing to do that, then the willingness and the want and the expectations that you have are not matched. Mm. So then, but don't point a finger and, and blame somebody else because yeah. at the end of the day, you put food in your mouth, you can go for a walk, you can exercise and like just miss me when you come, to, oh, I'm too busy, blah, 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 blah. I personally have worked on a gas pipeline where we work from 5.30 in the morning to 9 o'clock at night. If I can still manage my macros and calories and get a workout in every once in a while and work seven days a week round the clock and still get shit done, then anybody else can do that. Yeah, it's the same with like, you know, there's, I just, I, I, I really, there is very few people, I'd probably say maybe I've dealt with CEOs of the highest of highest levels, the same with you, Mark, who, whose lives run by the clock in the sense of their jobs or what they have to do. Mm. And they're exceptionally busy. They're traveling oh, around geez, the world. Like... They're literally on a flight every second day. That was my father, literally on a flight. But yeah. there was still a willingness to to do something. Apply yourself. Apply yourself. And, you know... It... We have seen some of the busiest and the most successful people. We've, we, we've we trained them. We've them. been there. <laughs> We've seen their diaries. I've seen guys that work for investment banks, you know, top of the food chain with diaries that would make your eyes spin. Yeah. And then you're sat there going, touching down in Australia for 24 hours just to sign a piece of paper, come back, but still able to maintain a, a, a decent physique, maintain, you know, nutritious food, exercise, walk, run, do something. It's a yeah. will and a want. And at the end of the day, I'll never forget having a business mentor and we're doing a thought experiment. And he said, okay, this is, this is just an inclination and to show you an understanding of how your mindset works. All of a sudden, you get a phone, your phone starts to ring. You pick up the phone and it's the Jimenez cartel in Colombia. They've kidnapped your entire family and if you don't do X, Y, and Z, they're going to execute everybody. So if they said to you, we want you to track your calories every single day for 20 days or we're going to kill every member in your family, blah, 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 blah. I know it's extreme. You'd do it. Yeah. You would do it. You'd find a way where at work you'd be like, listen, this is the situation. This is the scenario. Y you know, you get but things even done. in a working environment, you do would get you have to even dis like disclose? I love it because it's the biggest conversation style when somebody's losing weight. It's got to be like a celebration of the fact that somebody's willing to apply themselves, which is great. Do you know what I mean? And they go to the office and they're like, and I think a lot's changed because now it's all virtual and fucking nobody's in the office and all of this. But take yourself back a couple of years. You know, we used to work kind of, go into the office. Somebody's there shaking their fucking protein shake. You know, I always used to joke with a client of mine that like, it was that sort of like self pride, the fact that you were having a protein shake and the fact you'd been to the fucking gym and everybody else was a lazy bitch around you. Like, it was always a joke, but it's that whole thing of like, Oh yes, sorry. I just thought I'd let you know. I just thought I'd let you know I'm losing weight. And this used to happen with family members of mine when I was going through my weight loss journey. 
suddenly I had to eat a completely different meal to everybody else because it was, oh dear, George is losing weight. Well, I didn't actually disclose any of that shit. I was getting all on my own life. But suddenly everything's got to be different. It doesn't. And this is the thing, like just because we say you need constant application, you need this. It's not army regimented. You can still go and bloody socialize and go mm. and have a great time and eat lovely food and tasty food like, like we do on a day-to-day basis. But it's that constant need. Like I, I draw myself. Like a lot of people ask me, how have I been so successful in a very large weight loss journey? If you haven't tuned in before, I lost about plus or minus sixty kilos of body weight. Okay, whose fault was it that I put that in the first place? My own, and also my environment that I was around. I could put some of the blame on that wasn't the most supportive. Okay, so and also judgment can also oh. entice a human to do opposites in the sense of you do that, and I was like, no, I'll do that, and that's how sometimes it can get into a very vicious cycle. I had a number of different issues with drugs and whatever, but the the issue of me, why I'm here right now doing the job that I'm doing, why, how I've managed to still maintain, still be healthy, still be fit, still be strong and still be actually fucking mentally sane is because I fucking applied myself. There was no excuse getting in the way that I was sat 60 kilos heavier, which is like a whole other fucking human on you. And going, oh God, I can't be fucked. I'm not going to do that. Of course, there's moments where you can't be fucked to do something. That is human psychology. But you're narrowing down as to why you're going to lose weight because you're literally on the broadest spectrum of literally, either you're getting diabetes, you're going to shorten your fucking life within seconds, you know, and you're walking around fucking uncomfortable. At what point does application, you know what I mean, and the need and the want just wear off? It shouldn't, because we have put ourselves in these situations. Yes, there are people who might have gained weight due to medications, to illnesses, to whatever, and those are things that are very nuanced topics. But if we are talking directly to a general population client, Mm. we are entirely to blame as to why we are holding more body fat, mm-hmm. more body weight. And I'm Preach. not sat here ripped to shreds with a six pack at 2% body fat, zero period and hating my life. I am still enjoying my life, always have done. And I adapt to the environment that I'm around, but I never let things get in the fucking way. Because if I didn't exercise the same as what Mark's, you know, we've said no number mm-hmm. of times, or if I didn't try and balance, you know, eat and just, I feel like shit. There's no other mm-hmm. way to describe it. Not... I eat chocolate every day. I have really tasty food every day. We cook, we, you know, we, we do really nice food. It's not bland, boring and disgusting, but I'm still sat here in a position where I, I feel good. Do you know what I mean? And that is, you know, if you're sat there with potentially declining mental health, I've been on medication. I was on medication for years with my mental health. I've been through the works of feeling like shit. And there are a number of factors as to why you feel like shit. Mm. But what you put in your mouth every day, Mm. how you move your body, whether it's a walk, a run, Mm. a weightlifting, a Mm. spin, Mm. a whatever, Mm. is exactly a correlation as to how you're going to set your day up going Mm. forward. And And it's not just food and exercise. It could be sleep. Sleep. Oh, yeah, we could go, you know. The environment that you're in from relationships to work environments to you know uh, ad- environmental exposures you know you could be working in a, in a dangerous environment you know with chemicals and night shifts and you yeah. know a whole bunch of things outside of and 
you know, it's just... But we've worked with plenty of people who have set themselves up. They've worked on night shifts. They've got a, a complete plan in place. They make their food tasty. When they've got the chance, they have a structured routine, which yeah. everybody's life should really run by. The less yeah. routine we have, unfortunately, that's when shit yeah. goes a little and, bit downhill. Yeah, and I think this is also Instagram to blame where people are like, if you get too rigid, you basically turn into like some anal person that has like... OCD or you know everybody loves everybody loves structure yeah do you know what I mean imagine if you were going to work every day working an office and every single day was a different office and you were you know everything was constantly changing always around you you would just do a different job every day you you would be so stressed out you know, and the, and uh, uh, it comes to food options as well. Well, you know, the reality is if you were to take a step back and write down literally all the food that you eat, you're only eating 12 to 15 different things. Mm. You know, the fact that you've always considered, well, I can't, you know, like we say to people, if you want to lose weight and you want to keep it really simple, sometimes just eat the same breakfast and lunch and keep it quite as similar as possible, changing certain variables out if your personal tastes change, you know, and then have a different dinner, you know, just so that you can be consistently planned and prepared for trying to achieve your goal. Mm. And some people would be like, oh, I could never eat the same breakfast. And then when you look over there, my fitness pal logins they're eating the same thing every day yeah it's we always we don't like to think that potentially we are very structured i love the fact that i have a ridiculous structure in fact like we can we've got such a set in place routine that we can literally move anywhere and but i guess that and that's the thing is like when people are like well you're doing the you know outside death and and uh you know divorce moving house is so stressful and yeah certain elements were super stressful but our app you know the the fact that we our routine is so regimented it wasn't that stressful it was like oh i'm in one place and i'm in the next place but i'm still doing the same thing every day yeah, and I think, you know, obviously there's those that can be hyper and, you know, analyze every situation. I and mean, we're not saying you need to be that right to the T. You need to have an Excel spreadsheet of exactly what no. time you're going anywhere. Just be mindful, though. Don't just walk around with your head in the sand. Yeah, and I think, you know, like always rushing to get from A to B. Like nobody at right. Like when you're like late to something, maybe you're one of those people that's always late. But whether Mm-mm. or not you're always late or not, most of the time you rush in. Whether it's with a coffee, no coffee fucking you know oh god the traffic was so bad you're never arriving to a situation feeling like right i'm here i'm present i'm here i'm going to do this well you're arriving already quite flustered There's whether or not you don't care more than people arriving late. yeah but whether or not you don't care whether you're late and it's just a current occur you always still arrive pretending like you've been late you know yeah. what i mean like oh god i'm the so sorry step. you know what i mean oh something so and so didn't work out if you arrive to those situations and in multiple different terms and variables in the sense of what you eat, how you move, how you sleep, how you manage situations or whatever, you're always never going to be in the best setup. So instead of going in and rushing something, think about what's happening fucking afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because it's not going to be good. I will assure you on that. You know, if you cannot get yourself into a routine and... I hate to say this, but the majority of the population worldwide and science is following it is morbidly obese right now, okay? And there is a number of reasons as to why 
people have ended up in these situations. One, we are very sedentary as humans. Mm -hmm. Two, we overconsume calories. Three, it's fucking easy to eat a lot of food. And also, we've got that joy of instant online deliveries, this, that, and ever, where we can get exactly what we bloody want within Mm. a matter of minutes. And that is not where we really should be as a society or civilization because it's not healthy no it's it's removed from our i always touch back on evolutionary biology because we've been more we spend more time as as like pre-modern man than we have being modern man and like Hmm. we are hunter gatherers the the way our bodies are built are is for you know head up eyes up the way our our cardiovascular system works and our cardiovascular endurance and just the way that we've evolved over time. We are hunter-gatherers. We're meant to be... I'm not so that I mean that in like we're meant to eat just eat meat and be like a carnivore diet. I'm just me. We're meant to, you know, be on the... Like this is the thing. It's like regardless of whether you like fishing or not, if you're holding a fishing rod and you start to feel that tug going, regardless of gender, age, there's just something that hits in that reptilian brain of yours, which is like, yes. Yeah. No, and it's just certain things are not, they don't have to be taught. It's just innate in the human, like when animals, they just know where to go and stuff like that. Like some of that is passed down, but not like there's no like, animal conference where everyone's talking about doing a certain thing it's just in our dna that certain things you know really spark us and that is movement Mm. and eating nourishing food and not carrying around excess amounts of body fat um yeah and and also like look you know as we'll go back on you know it's not about being the leanest the fucking you know you know the most in shape 24 7 it's about you know as mark said like when you used to go and have to hunt for food to put it into context do you think you were always successful No. no And, but did people carry on trying? Yes. I mean, and it's the same thing as if you had to wait for a deer to pass to fucking, you know. Well, they've done metabolic studies uh, comparing the generations with regards to our total daily energy expenditure. And our grandparents would, on average, do three and a half, four thousand more steps than we would per day because, oh, they were like, oh, I need to get a loaf of bread. Let me just walk there. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You didn't have, you didn't have a fucking choice. If and you had a car, the reality you were is, wealthy. You know, you when we it? see clients, the reality is most people are doing two and a half thousand steps a day, three thousand steps a day. Some that. people are less. So, but you it's know, not like we're not talking about, doing about ten thousand. No, being it's not. Perfect, but if you're, but if someone's doing, let's say, on average, three thousand more per generation, and people are only doing two and a half, three thousand, that we're talking about a hundred percent increase. Yeah, and now it's only going to go effectively if the generations reproduce, reproduce, reproduce. It's going to only get worse because now you really can get everything within a mm. moment of minutes, seconds, time. You know what I mean? It's it's no, always it and even the businesses though, that yeah. are doing these things. Fuck, it's impressive. Like yeah. the likes of whether or not you like Jeff. But that's Bezos a capitalist society, though. That's the thing. Is like we constantly working and striving 
towards making things, you know, making everything faster, quicker, less effort, more, you know, like when you buy a new iPhone and you just like take it out the box and you like sandwich them together and it's like, okay, done. And you're, you're like, like what? what the fuck? Before you had to sit with like LimeWire oh, transforming yeah, your music. Like we were talking about it the other day. We made a, I made a payment on PayPal and it was so seamless. And I was like, geez, I remember when PayPal came out and it was... Oh, a like nightmare. 28-day processing, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and this it was a and nightmare. That. So quick. And everything is just getting, you know, this is, uh, I read, read a psychological, uh, psychology paper the other day uh, classifying the younger generation as having load rage instead of road rage. And <laughs> the That's point so where true. things take, you know, you put a thing on YouTube and it starts buffering and you're like, buffering? Unless fuck? you live yeah. in Zimbabwe. Do you know what I mean? Buffering is not a thing. Like, it's the same with the expectation. Do you know how much pressure that we felt as a business from going on? So we obviously ran gyms, you know what I mean? We were trade, we were face of it. We, we had online as effectively something that complemented the business. Do you know how much pressure we felt in the midst of COVID having to somehow produce, create an app of some degree so that it could be more seamless, more this, more that, more everything for a client to be more seamless, more, nothing could be ever out of line. We felt extensive amounts of pressure to be at the speed and you know because other before mm. that we used to do everything on email do you know what I mean yeah, here's email was, here's yeah. and and it not sounded like an old person because I'm not fucking old in any way but the it it was a huge amount of pressure to work with the times of what's going on and I know so many people are feeling that and there's been multiple businesses set up to help people in these situations to adapt quicker but it's like you know, when people, for example, we used to have a membership site that was run by a thing. And if people couldn't log in or something loaded too slowly, because we were aware of this, we are incredibly switched on to every yeah, well, There's only two of business. us doing it. So yeah. the only people that, you know, well, we don't have... a team have... of like people that help Yeah, but the vast, stuff, we do but... all the coaching, we do all, all the interacting with people and, you know, have a heavy hand to play in you know the app and all the other we've received like rude messages over something not working and that is something that i'm really against yeah, and it's like because do it's you like honestly think it's just you're not patient do enough. you honestly think that just because a pdf couldn't load you're incapable of doing what you need to do to achieve your own personal goal yeah that's happened a lot of the time Join like in. blamed like, it on oh, the piece of paper this is too slow and it's like you shouldn't even be focusing on that you should be focusing on what you put in your goal I mean, some of the best coaches in the world and this is off of our terms not what potentially the general population would think the best coaches in the world they're still fucking on an excel spreadsheet and sometimes yeah. i think you know what that's probably the easier route is to stick with stuff that was actually the way of the workings of what most people knew and the minute you go to apps and i'm sure because we know and have worked alongside or have been involved with people that are app owners my sister has developed i mean she's pretty much taking on facebook for what it's worth like the amount of pressure to navigate tech and so fucking quickly. Mm. People have no idea how expensive it is, point one. You want to develop a decent app these days with all of the workings oh, yeah, that please. you are spending hundreds of thousands yeah. of pounds. Yeah. Now, put into grand scheme of how many people, fitness professionals who are went online or needed to adapt online, how much pressure was on them to exceed the expectations of a client or to do yeah, all of this? And, and it's like... Oh, Oh, 
you've got a degree in sports science, but uh, lol, now you need to be an app developer. Type, yeah, You're and like, if you don't, oh, where's, where's your capital you of know? having 250 grand in the yeah. bank to literally spend on an app whilst you're wanting to potentially save for a house, have a mortgage, pay rent, do all of this? It's just not physically possible. And that's no. why people obviously go and get investment in things, which is great. But with so many people needing to do that as the norm, it becomes this thing where, okay, but are you even investable? Do you know what I mean? Is your, you know, what you have to offer and how you offer it investable? Do you have a good, you know, otherwise you're on your own back and it's the expectation of people riding against, you know, the fact that you potentially as a business can't mm. do it. You're too small of a business. It's not the wisest financial move. But we, I mean, you know, we don't promote our app because for the reasons being, if anything goes wrong with it, 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 we, it ruins our day. It ruins our fucking day. Because, you know, there's once it's gone down and yeah. that was re recently yeah. and both of us were like, fuck, like it's Yeah, and then you've got to learn on the job. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm an app developer and I know how to do, uh, you know, JavaScript and all this I will put nonsense. into context, I have spent hours days oh, months yeah. learning and this is the thing is like okay for example georgia and i are not tech we are tech fuck? savvy I've to a certain degree tech savvy than you are. yeah but like not to the extent that you are now when we first started oh, yeah. online coaching georgia single-handedly taught herself how to do basically anything on the internet and i've watched her like try something and it not work go onto youtube watch a video try again and it work and slowly build a confidence in something that's nowhere you... near her like realm of expertise and this is this just going off track we have had and and had to have had a need and a want to do certain things so have we sat back and just moaned and complained and well i don't know how to do a website well i don't no, Georgia went out of her way and found a solution to getting the job done. She, and yeah, she was like, shit, sure, I don't know how to do this. Or I don't know how to change the font on that. No, but what I've did never she do? What did she do? Coding. She went, <laughs> she went and she learned through trial and error, through watching YouTube. But she actually applied herself to get the end result. And now she's very confident and but basically can do and does do all of our web developing and branding and, 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 and. Yeah, and I think, you know, like I've always been like, I think in the brain of me has always been very creative to try and do this. But it's not to say that I've not been on like a live chat with like but a fucking not, computer yeah, exactly, yeah. telling me how to paste fucking HTML code into this and then to JavaScript, you know, and to do this, blah, blah. And at first, being somebody that was dyslexic at school, dyspraxic, dyslexic and fucking hated school... It was like, oh God, do you know what I mean? I'm very good at practical shit. Like I'm very good at what my job is now. Yeah. But I was like, oh God, I've really got, to... because I was sick and tired, being really honest with you. I work with a very good group of people out, you know, externally to help us with what we developed. But it took a while to find those people that you could trust and you could, you know, you could really rely on. And I hated having to always go, well, this has gone wrong and I don't know how to find yeah. a solution for it. Well, you and email somebody and being an entrepreneur, you email somebody on Friday afternoon and they take, the, rightfully so, reply to you on a Monday. If you're self-employed and you run your own business, you want it done 
two days ago. Because you've got people... But you've got people moaning But that's the difference because you. you've got people on you saying, this doesn't work. How does that work? I don't think. And if you don't know yeah, to a certain degree, you're then relying on other people. And I do think relying on uh, people for certain things is very useful. I think sure. externally investing in others is a very, very wise business move. Mm. But I think if you are a small business starting up or doing something more online, which we were at the start, we had people, but it's not to say that in the sense of online, but it wasn't to say that we still weren't a small business and an entity Mm. to a degree. Mm. I needed to know there and then in the sense of, I had people, I hate people being annoyed. Like I don't like people being Mm. upset or feeling like things are not working in their way. I do sometimes think people behave in a really untitled, really shit manner, you know, and I think people could speak to people much nicer, but it kind of drives you, okay, I need to learn, do you know what I mean? I need to do this so I can find a solution that doesn't necessarily rely on somebody getting back to you like much, much later or, you know, but... I didn't then go and externally demand from somebody else, like right here and now I need the fucking answer. I just went and learned myself. Do you know what I mean? And it, and that's, and that can be said for, for applying into uh, that into any aspect of your life is you have to do the work yourself. If you want the, you know, the saying, if you want something done properly, do it yourself. Yeah. And, and this is the thing, like I've always just relied on myself to only prove myself to, you know what I mean? Because that at I the end of the day, something. sometimes it's it's like you just want to, like if, you, if it doesn't work, you just get annoyed at yourself instead of taking it out on somebody else whose job it probably isn't. Yeah. And, I mean, and this even, is the thing, like, you know, this reality. Like you, you screaming at the one of the apt guys is pointless when in reality, if you know the answer yourself and you know how to do it yourself, then there's no excuse. And also there's... I, will say that like all of these things like people and every business whether they're app developers where that you know they've all had to learn with the adapt the adaptations of what's happening in the world currently and and I think there's always this as we always say this really instant expectation that things can be sorted ASAP but actually as I did you've just got to learn do you know what mm. I mean you've got to learn how you can sort a solution out rather than constantly pushing the you know the barriers to other people yeah. and I'm not saying that I'm the world's best coder in any way shape or form i literally watch people code and i'm like what the fuck like it's insane the level of when you see somebody typed to code something you're like what the fuck where did that come from but if you want a solution for something and you are your biggest barrier you pay that's the answer yeah. go and find it your fucking self um <laughs> but i just think you know in general obviously just summarizing what we've spoken today you know everybody just fucking slow down you know just like when you drive a road on a road and there's speed bumps because you've got to keep the speed at a limit you know there's reasons why you know because you can't rush from a to b potentially without hurting somebody or being a risk on the road it's exactly the same with your health and fitness journey it cannot be rushed and where the fuck are you going point one do you know what i mean mm. it's not about let's do it all now and that's it. Do you know what I mean? This Mm. is something you've got to find enjoyment in, satisfaction in, and work hard at. And that is not hard like, oh, I've got to go and sit in an exam hall for four hours. Do you know what I mean? It's hard because it's out of the norm for you usually. Mm. And if you do not challenge yourself and you do not apply yourself for weeks, months on end, 
just do not expect that return to fall into your fucking lap because yeah. it's lazy at the end of yeah. the day. And and that's where the excuse is in my yeah, opinion. If you've for. Got, like, for example, if you've got like an anterior pelvic tilt and have had one for 40 years, are you going to change that in three weeks? No. No. <laughs> it's going to take you a long time. And why? Whenever you think of the process, think of the stimulus required to force your body to adapt. So you're like, geez, if I do this, is my body going to be forced to adapt? Yes or no? If yeah. the answer is no, then, you know, the chance of success is going to be very limited. And, so, you know, most people want an extraordinary result, but are not willing to put in extraordinary amounts of application. Yeah. You know, if that's the case and you're like, geez, I need to lose 20 kilos and you think that it's just going to be a walk in the park and you don't need to do anything, then... You know, and, and can I just that. reiterate on the fact that if you've already lost 20 kilos and you've just piled 25 back on, yeah. at what point do you think that this is going to happen without you adapting something in your lifestyle mm. that is going to help you? Mm. And that is the biggest thing, is the fact and this is to help you. Yeah. It's not to be your worst enemy or to go against, you know what I mean? This is yeah. ways in which you have to, if you want longevity and to be you know what I mean you need to be active and aware of what you are doing and yeah. it's never going to be perfect ever mm. but as long as the application's there yeah. you are on the right track and I'm talking as it was always said it it does grind our gears that people expect so much and I can mm. only say it's the way that the world is working excuses are self-sabotage like yeah. you can have as many excuses as the cars come home the work needs to be done and if you have an excuse for every time the dog ate your homework mm. you're gonna you know be put on detention yeah i mean yeah so like yeah as we so just ending it there it's just like if you've got a goal work hard at it and realize that the goal never really ends do you mm. know what i mean and you need to be focusing on what you're doing nobody else and stop reap and stop thinking that you can reap rewards for things that you've not applied yourself at mm. just put yourself into multiple different life situations with wanting to see success or reward on something and and realize how much work needs to go into yeah, it yeah like like guys just use common sense if you rolled into work you know, went on 15 poo breaks, <laughs> went on lunch for three hours and never did any work. Are you going to get promoted? No. No. The answer is no. The only time you get promoted, you do a bit of brown nosing, you show up early, you work hard, you're super effective, you're super efficient and you add value to the team. That's when you get promoted. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's... That's your same level as the sense of your health and fitness. This is what you need to take into account. It's not going to happen overnight. It shouldn't happen mm -mm. overnight. Mm -mm. And if it did bloody well have, happen overnight, we'd be all mm. be doing this like a hamster wheel. So yeah. I think, you know, just think long term. It doesn't need to be when you're 70 or 80 or 90 years old, but mm. it needs to be actually realistic and mm. actually wantable. So, yeah, that's our uh, little What is the Rush yeah, podcast yeah, today. A bit of everything. A bit of everything. Anyway, I'm sending my love to uh, the Queen's Corgis because, yeah, mm. they're currently sat on Andrew's lap like a 14-year-old. But anyway, um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> that's definitely not one of the worst nice. things that people have said. We're going to get shadow banned again. Oh, dear, whatever. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. Whatever. Anyway, guys, we will speak to you uh, soon. We'll be back with episode 20 yeah. next week. Yeah. Anyway, um, hope you're having a great week. And, yeah, speak soon. Yeah, bye. bye.